And I'm done playing the piano. <laughs> Welcome back to Style and Direction, a major <laughs> podcast that doesn't have any stuffiness. That was, really... a, that was a fun intro, like oh. like when Scott thanked uh, Reggie for playing the intro to Comedy Bang Bang. Except here, it's real. It's real. Yeah, I, I'm, let me just put away my MIDI keyboard real yeah. quick. And, uh, Clank! That. That's yeah. the sound of it, putting we put away. Let me, let me put away my guns. How many guns do you have on you? Don't forget to go to styledirectionjokesexplained.com <laughs> okay. for all these. Oh, okay. I know what that's from. Uh, in, and you improv s- office, yeah. And you and you say you like the first uh, the first few seasons. Yeah, I do. Took me a minute, um, but I got it. Yeah. What kind of name is Nana anyway? <laughs> that's a, that Sweet Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, this time it hasn't been a while. It It's not. Yeah, we're trying to do one um you know every we're sticking to our schedule i think every two weeks now we definitely have one yeah and focusing less on doing interviews and you know stuff like that has really kind of made it a lot easier i actually haven't gotten any feedback on if people like this or not but i've gotten less hey when's the next one coming out question so i'm I'm hoping yeah i'm I'm hoping that people are enjoying this yeah uh, the new format uh, we did get an, uh, I think you guys remember from our last episode, the one on Inspiration LA, we talked about Garments for No One, and they expressed interest in being a guest. Mm-hmm. And also, we have our friend Doug, who was promised a long time ago to also be a guest. Um, so we st- we're still going to do more interview yeah, we'll, episodes. We'll do them. Yeah, we'll do them. But just, uh, yeah, this is just to get content out. Yeah, and and then plus I I really like uh if you know if we're still recapping stuff I I really like the idea behind having you know a blog post that goes along with it in the form of show notes or actually mm-hmm. having a blog post and using this as kind of like the you know the supplementary material. And so this is going to be the second one today. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. So th- today we're going to be talking about what might be my favorite collar of all time, the Spearpoint collar. It's something, I mean, you guys can read, again, you guys can read the blog post if you want to follow along. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, it's, I think it's one of the most unique collars because you really don't see it anymore. No, it's one of those things where you almost like have to get it custom made. Yeah. And okay, so for those of you who don't know, uh, a Spearpoint collar typically refers to a the a collar worn in like the late 20s to like the, maybe the mid to late 40s. Mm-hmm. Um it's 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 a point it's basically kind of like a point collar except that instead of being like a kind of a straight angle you know from the back of the collar to the front it kind of curves or teardrops so it goes by different names there's you know uh, some people call it the teardrop collar um i i think i mentioned this in the in the blog post i actually don't know why it's called spear point collars yeah i it might just be that like point collar was a thing and they were like hey wait a minute yeah and rebrand I know I, I mentioned this too. Like I talked to Spencer and I know a bunch of different menswear, uh, vintage menswear uh, experts. Yeah. Uh, and by that, I mean, that's I mean, how we got into it. Yeah. And these guys, you know, they, they're, they're not really like historians or, you know, professional historians or anything, but they've collected these things. They have, you know, some of them have apparel arts magazines or even the, uh, the Holy Grail, which is the Esquire's encyclopedia of, of menswear from like the seventies, mm-hmm. which kind of goes into like the history of menswear a little bit and like the fads. I don't even know how they got that. Like, how do you write down? Oh, Hey, in the tens, this collar was popular. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know, but, um, I remember reading that and they call it the, 
like the Paramount collar, I think, because of how like it was worn by movie stars a lot mm-hmm. in like the 30s. Um, but then there's also stuff like the point collar, like Spencer said, which in illustrations, and again, these illustrations are done in like the 70s. They do include a little bit of like Lawrence Fellow stuff or advertisements. But this this Holy Grail book, which literally, like I said, goes into like the details of like fads and style of menswear from like the 19 19- hundreds to like the late 70s and even stuff like it includes like okay a spear point collar in 1937 would have been like this length and stuff like that with this much collar spacing right yeah it's they have crazy. that they have that but what i'm trying to say is like the illustrations are done in the 70s so i yeah. don't know exactly how accurate the illustrations are yeah because i mean we still have the scans of them and i if i recall correctly looking at them it did not look very 1930s yeah it, yeah and, you know, a lot of people, they get the stuff wrong because, you know, they, they find a bigger collar and they say it's, you know, it's very like, oh, I'm going to wear it like the 30s, which is a good. Th- we'll, we'll get into where you can find them in a second, but we're just going to talk about the history, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, like Spencer says, like they don't really look like the ones you'd expect or even like the ones that I typically wear. Yeah. Um, and so basically, yeah, this collar, you know, has kind of a teardrop shape to it. It curves inward and, you know, it's meant to be worn. No, actually not meant to be. But you can wear it with a collar bar or a, a type, a collar pin, whatever you want to call it. They had both back then. That's a big thing people don't really know that every time they see someone with a collar bar, they assume it's like the safety pin kind or the eyelet kind. But there mm-hmm. were clips back then. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, not every guy wanted to pierce their fucking shirt, you know. Exactly. And most commonly, the ones that we find in the invented in thrift stores are are the clips. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty, again, like it's you don't really see the pin one too often yeah um so yeah it's 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 basically it's kind of like if you think about how in the 60s you had that kind of regular point collar that like guys and madmen would wear Mm -hmm. like those kind of short points like the spear point was like the main shirt of like the 30s and 40s not the only shirt but typically the main shirt yeah just like that i guess we can compare it to the spread collar nowadays or like the Mm -hmm. medium spread whatever you want to call it um and it's very distinctive for the era, which makes it, again, like I said, very unique. And it's, I would, I wouldn't, I mean, I would argue that it's classic in the sense of that it's a, an old look, but it's not really something that's stood the test of time, I guess. What would you, what would you say about that, Spencer? Um, I mean, yeah, for the most part, like it, like we, we were talking about it kind of, it kind of went out of fashion in like the late forties. There was a kind of a resurgence in the 70s but i mean at that point it was it was a very different collar as you yeah. go into the as you go into the article long collars were once again popular in the 1970s but they did not have like the teardrop shape they were generally generally like a little bit you know just wider all around yeah uh, yeah had like more of a collar spread and usually they had some sort of lining put in them yeah, they had those. I think you see them now, like the um, not only just the lining, but you'd have like those plastic collar stays mm-hmm. that were that were like, you know, like surgically inserted to be there forever, you know, and I, they they say that the '70s is kind of like a '30s research, '30s '40s resurgence. You get a lot of, you know, strong shoulders, nipped waists, wide legs, um, but the update again, like it was a bit bolder. Or dare I say it more disco-y. Cause, so, like, if you compare it to the 30s one, um, 
they have kind of like a narrow collar in the back and it kind of slopes forward to the front mm-hmm. but the 70s ones it's kind of thick all the way around like there's not a lot of taper uh when you go from the point to the back of the collar it's kind of just an overall thicker thicker looking collar yeah and that's again that's the the main difference between the 70s and the 30s ones and i do mention this too in the article like when you look at advertisements different makers had different ways of doing the spear point mm-hmm. so there's not really technically i mean there could be ones that look very 70s that were worn in the 30s you know there were ones in the 30s that weren't as long as say walt disney's and walt disney was a huge huge fan of the spear point again, collar. i mean he probably got his custom made as well at least some of them yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and, and and again like back then too like most stuff you know we mean Spencer like to say that back then stuff was made better, but a lot of it also was most stuff was made to measure, made to order. Mm-hmm. Like I remember reading like in old magazines or even like having my small growing collection of Esquire magazines where like there's advertisements for suits and they say like call to place your order or mail in your measurements and they'll make it for you. Yeah. And like, I have like a, uh, like a reprint of a Sears catalog from 1900 that has instructions on how to measure yourself for clothing, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So basically we're just saying that, you know, some I'm I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if you could pick your the size of your collar if you had it made for mm-hmm. you. Um but but yeah, and like I said there there were different ways of doing it. Um funnily enough, most of the ones that I've seen in like that I've owned aren't that long and aren't that traditionally curvy spear pointy. Yeah, it's really it's really, really rare to find ones that are as long as a lot of guys in the vintage scene like to wear them which is usually four or more inches typically yeah, typically yeah. you'd find like the ones that you find at a vintage store are maybe three three and a half if that so it's like not really that long but they usually do have a more distinctive shape so it doesn't look just like a point collar you could get like at the mall today yeah i think the closest that you'd see and we'll talk about it later but i think you can compare it to like most military shirts nowadays i think or even like police officer uniforms they still have kind of a spear point to them mm-hmm. like they don't they don't look like a business collar on a shirt um so i guess that's one way it's kind of survived in a sense again in a in a smaller collar length not or a shorter collar length i should say yeah um but but yeah like i mean all the ones i've had i've i found two like full button dress shirt ones that were pretty short. I don't know if they're European or not. And in general, uh, during this time in the 30s and 40s, European clothing was in the same vein, but <laughs> designed kind of weirdly compared oh, yeah. to like American stuff or or English stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have two European uh, pu- pullover spear point shirts. Um, and those ones, I think one is long, but it doesn't have a collar band because it's kind of like a work shirt. And then the other one is really short. It's like, you know, like maybe three inches. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah. And so, you know, you don't really see a lot of the ones that you would see like on Walt Disney or Fred Astaire or. Yeah. Cause I mean, Jimmy they were, Stewart. they were outliers. Like they wore shirt collars that were probably like at least five inches long. Was, yeah. Especially Walt Disney. Yeah. And then, you know, Fred Astaire has a bit like of a more like classical one. You know, it's a little bit shorter mm-hmm. when you look at the pictures that I've included on the blog. But, you I mean, you can see on the blog, there's a bunch of different styles. Some of them were soft. Some of them were, uh, they weren't um, fused, but you'd, you'd call them Sanford eyes. Like they were kind of starched in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you find them, if, you, if you're lucky to find them today, they're still softer than you'd actually expect. Um, but, but, yeah, it's, 
it's it's a fun shirt and yeah i i love like when you look at them i i, I write this in the blog post but like the appeal to me is kind of it's it's kind of narrow like the the tie space is narrow which and it works kind of, really well with foreign like foreign hand tie knots yeah really like yeah really tight knots and it kind of follows the cur like the uh, the v shape of you if you're wearing a waistcoat if you're wearing a db or a, or even a regular single breasted sport coat it kind of follows the visual line there mm-hmm. and i remember reading you know our uh one of our friends jared aquaro who does uh, a poor man's millions he's an australian <laughs> style blogger I, I don't know yeah uh but he he writes uh he made a good observation saying that like compared to most collars this one you see the full collar all the time mm-hmm Compared to like a spread where like the edges kind of sit under the lapels. I'm like, oh, I never thought of it. I guess that's a good way of kind of explaining why it kind of follows this V shape, especially when you wear it with a collar bar. It kind of brings it all together. Yeah. And I mean, another thing, like even if you're not wearing it with tailoring, it just looks, I think it looks a lot better just worn open. Like it it doesn't like, because it's like if you have a really short collar, you wear it open. It just kind of looks skimpy. Uh, You don't, it it looks really cool. Just kind of like lazily thrown over a jacket you don't have to have fucking magnetic strips stuck in there to make it look perfect all the time yeah i think it's because the shape kind of reminds me of the of the cuban collar or the sport Mm -hmm. collar whatever you want to call it because i'm burping all the time again jesus yeah i gotta stop it yeah i didn't make the sounds though yeah (laughs) okay um but no like it because the curve you know because it kind of goes outward it looks kind of like a cuban collar which does have a curve in its collar and you know, and like 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 I wrote down a, like oh man, two almost two years ago the mm. the 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 runaway collar, um, when guys like so when you wear it in that way, it it's kind of it's kind of cool because like Spencer said, like you can just wear it open, you can wear it over your lapels or whatever. Yeah, you can't really do that with a regular point collar. It looks kind of disco-y. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, obviously it's not as you know, compared to like the OCBD, the OCBD, the collar points stay kind of in. But I, I think you're getting two different looks. Like if you do it with the spear point, it looks more casual. Looks more, yeah, casual, yeah, rakish. Yeah, rakish, you know, not quite 70s, but kind of 70s if you think if you're really making those like assumptions. Mm-hmm. But then you were, if you do that with OCBD, you wear it unbuttoned, it kind of just looks like you're a preppy guy who's not yeah. wearing a tie. Just so it's like, again, it's like, it's like, yeah, for you. Go to style and direction jokes explain. Um, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's just it's just a fun collar that I think is pretty versatile. Like, I wear it all the time, mm-hmm. pretty much all the time. I mean, I only wear two types of collar, or three if you count casual shirts. But I typically only wear spear points and OCBDs, depending on what look I want to do. Um, but typically, it's always a spear point. Yeah. How did uh, when do you wear yours, Spencer? I mean, do you wear yours anymore? I mean, I know that I do. Um, we, we talk about how you know your style has changed a lot. Oh um, yeah, I mean, now that I'm not wearing working at Men's Warehouse, I don't I don't do tailoring. I mean, nearly as much. I used to I used to wear suits or sport coats two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my job at J Crew is I mean, I could if I wanted to, but it's just very casual there. Right. So I. I I'm I'm kind of back to where I was in high school, not really wearing suits unless I'm going to an event or whatever. Um, but I mean, I still wear mine. I have a couple that look really good casual, uh, especially like in the summertime. I like wearing them with like sweaters or, you know, some like that, uh, just so it's not not just a shirt and nothing else going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, st- I still I, I still well, kind of like like you, I kind of wear them interchangeably. 
without CBDs, I guess. Yeah, and I think the key to, you know, just like any caller, I think the key to making them versatile is making sure that they're unlined. Yeah. Um, or unfused, whatever you want to call it. Because you can have a lined collar that's soft. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah. like And uh, even casual shirts, I prefer them to have a longer collar. Like I yeah. have, like I have a chambray work shirt that I that I got secondhand from uh, Mister Freedom, that has a spear point collar, and I I love that thing. I wish all my casual shirts had something like that. Yeah, I mean the same thing here. Like I would wear every shirt as a spear point just because I, I as much as I like OCBDs, I find myself going to the spear points a little bit more because they're kind of like my signature shirt. Like I wear them all the time. You look at my pictures. Um, people have always commented on them. And they're probably the only thing that really hasn't changed all too much in my style journey. Like I've changed, mm-hmm. you know, I, obviously I don't really like the 30s structured jackets or I, I'd argue that I never did. I just liked it because of the lapels. But, you know, I, I still, while I put some of those away or retired them or gave them away, the thing I've never really given up are the spear point collars. And I wear them with everything from my 60 sack suits to my spear and McKay hop sack to my 40s jackets that i had the shoulders uh shoulder pads taken out of Mm -hmm. and i mean i don't think i'm ever gonna let those go because it's it's something that's always called out to me just like how i like low gorge notch lapels i've i'm always gonna like the spear point collar and i'm pretty confident that if i could i mean i work at ascot chang so i could literally if i wanted to and had the money i could just get every shirt in a spear point collar from and it's also like like you just said that you like to wear them with like 60 sack suits and that's also a great way to not just be as much as as much as i like the ivy look you know sometimes you don't want to do the button down collar with rep stripe and like three roll two sack jacket because sometimes again as we were talking about last episode it can kind of get a little bit cosplay like it's 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 a cool look but sometimes you don't want to dress like you're a harvard student in 1962 right yeah no yeah the spear point just adds something different to it yeah, and I, and that's exactly why I wear it within my sack suit because I think that, like I obviously I like the Ivy look, like we just said, but I want to make it look like Ethan is wearing the Ivy look in mm-hmm. his way, not that Ethan is doing a strictly 1962 outfit. Yeah, and so I mean that that's and that's what pushes me to keep them. Um, it pushes me to uh, to keep commissioning them. I mean, I've gotten mm-hmm. a few from Ascot Chang, and um, we can talk about how we got them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool and it's not for everyone, obviously. I mean, I, it's, it's something that I have and, you know, I've heard the sentiment from other people that like, oh yeah, I'm really tired of spread collars. I'm really tired of OCBDs. Like what else is there? You know? And mm-hmm. I say the spear point collar. Cause unlike the club, I think the club is a little bit formal. Even if you can get club collars softly made, I don't think club collars look good uh, worn without a tie. Yeah, I was going to say, they're really hard to wear casually. Yeah, and I feel like if you do, you look kind of hashtag menswear kind of. Yeah. Like like 2009 Tumblr, like just wearing mm. random shirts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen the sentiment. And as I say in the blog post, I think that the, maybe not spear point, but like the desire for long point collars is certainly growing. And... I don't think it's exactly because of me. <laughs> Obviously not. But it's I, just it's because, I mean, short collars have been like, have oh, been yeah. in for like, what, like 10, 15 years. So now it's just, you know, going the other direction. Yeah. And 
it, I'm, I'm really curious to see, like, I want to know how everyone kind of got back to it or if anyone even references the spear point collar or, or acknowledges that it was a thing, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, like I say in the blog post, Edward Sexton, I think, has always done it in, in his, like, 60s, 70s way. Um, you get guys, I think, oh, there's one guy who works for some, he was in the style, permanent style dinner. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his I name, I think it's, though. like, Michael, It's I think his name is Michael Brown, and I forgot if he has his own tailoring shop or if he worked as a cutter somewhere else, but he mentions in, <laughs> in the little, like, talking head that he designed this new collar because it's meant to be worn with, like tight knot ties and mm-hmm. i'm like that's that's basically almost a spear point right there yeah almost. i think he calls it a spear point doesn't he Do- a long, long point or something i think he calls it a long point yeah and then speaking of long point drake's now has been doing it for like the past i think three years mm-hmm. i think they've always had it but they like as like a custom option but they're like they've like branded themselves like as like bringing this thing back and yeah because i like, mean i just i wouldn't i would not be surprised and i'm i'm I've, i'm gonna go as far as to say i know this is happening I feel like most places that do custom shirts and offer several different collar styles have almost always offered just a long collar just because mm-hmm. like, yeah, why not? Like they, they were like, we were talking about earlier, they were in 40 years ago and I'm sure there are guys that just kept wearing them and you know, might as well offer the option if you already have the pattern for it. Oh yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I'm sure that there are plenty of older guys out there who, still wear their shirts from the 70s mm-hmm. and they prefer that and they've never liked the small collar thing and then also like it's it's also an alternative again to the spread collar spread collar is a bit like it's kind of modern most spread collars are medium i guess most people wear like the medium spread not the super extreme ones yeah but they're it's not 2009 anymore <laughs> yeah but they're you know the, these shirts um tend to be longer but they have the spread which some people don't like because mm-hmm. you know uh, there's a common fallacy where you have to wear you know, fat not to make up for the for the space. I don't. Oh, I'm burping again. <laughs> Burpees. Here I go burping again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like these guys like they compl- like they think that they have to wear a a big fat knot to make up for the space, but it's just not. I I wouldn't do that. And then guys are unopposed to wearing a foreign hand knot with spread mm-hmm. collars because. They don't like to see the extra space around the knot or, or whatever. They, like or the, they are under the impression that a foreign hand is like a fucking baby knot. It's like, oh, that's the first knot you learn. And you have to move on to like a half Windsor, full Windsor, whatever. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, fu- if you're reading this and you <laughs> just shut it off right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so like this, again, the Spear Points kind of offers an alternative, which is why I like it. Like, I mean, I have nothing against spread collars. No, Spencer has one from, or two or something from proper cloth. I have and one. And the look isn't, okay, one, whatever. One minus two. Okay. It's negative one. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an alternative that's really different. Again, like, even though, like we just said, people are offering similar styles, no one, still people don't really wear them mm-hmm. too often. I mean, it's only kind of like either the designers themselves are kind of rakish guys, but you know, it's, it's slowly making a comeback and I really like it. Um, just not not really because I feel left out or feel like, or not left out, but like on my own, but it's cool to see people like kind of, you know, move away from the spread collar Mm -hmm. thing 
because I, I guess in a few years we're gonna look back. It's like, oh, that's definitely 2010s menswear or something like that, yeah, or 2015 exactly. or whatever, you know. And yeah, so it's it's something that you people should try out if you really want to. And unfortunately, the only place to really get it is is uh, bespoke or custom made. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that now. Let's talk about where you can get them. So Ethan and I, the first place we both tried, I think, was from Luxshire. Which yeah. at the time that we bought them for was most known for their for their shirts, but has but now since, they're like yeah, totally no, custom. Yeah, exactly. So you could get you could get full suits, whatever pants, anything made from them. But at the time, they were known for their uh, for their shirts. And so, like many of the other places that we got these shirts from, they were marketed directly at swing dancers or people who were yeah into vintage menswear so they would be on you know fedora lounge being like hey we make these shirts in a spear point collar uh and then they would be yeah exactly it's like we they're based on like original patterns or whatever stuff like that well i've I've got a little tidbit about that actually so um well about about the whole luxury thing because i remember getting in contact with this guy josh marr who actually went to spencer's yeah that's that's how i got into vintage and i think spear point collars as well so yeah so you know again like i think i talked about that i've talked about this before where i met this guy who went to dapper day in full vintage i asked him how we got his stuff because i couldn't believe that there were garments that were still in existence Mm -hmm. uh, that were made you know from the 40s or whatever Mm -hmm. anyway i asked him where he got his spear point collar shirts because obviously I couldn't believe if those were vintage. Like, I can understand, like, a tweed jacket surviving 60-odd years or whatever, but not really a cotton shirt. Mm-hmm. And while he did admit that he does have a few vintage ones, he got them all from Luxshire. And I'd never heard of it before. Um, Fedora, like Spencer said, like, you know, they were marketed in the Fedora Lounge. Um, I'm sure at the time, Style Forum guys used them. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the site was kind of janky before, but <laughs> it did say that I think... The cheapest shirts, like just basic Oxford cloth, were seventy bucks for a custom shirt, which is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, even now, that's that's an insane price. Very, very cheap, very affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they make their stuff in uh, Asia, probably. Uh, I think India. India, I think India, sure. Okay, I mean, just like you know, I think proper cloth also does the same thing, does it? No, they do. I don't do know. America? I don't know. There's there's a blammo episode on that. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. So, at the time, you know, I really wasn't concerned about who made what or whatever. Um. But at the time, even though it was more affordable now, to to a college student who was getting into menswear, it was kind of like, oh man, seventy bucks is kind of expensive. So I saved up for it because I really wanted this shirt, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, well, I've I have a white long collar shirt from the '80s from my dad. <laughs> that I wear that's part polyester. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? I, I don't need a white one. So I got a blue Oxford one and I made the mistake. Uh, and, and this is how Luxshire works. So you, you, you get to pick whether or not you want to do body measurements or you want to do shirt measurements. I honestly thought at this price, I'm like, I'm not going to measure my body. I like slim fit. I'm wearing H and M slim fit <laughs> shirts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to measure my, my H and M shirt. I measured that shirt, which was, partly elastic so it probably was a lot slimmer when laid flat than it is when it's actually being worn yeah and you have to remember that regular cotton while can be stretchy to an extent it's not as stretchy as a polyester shirt or a spandex shirt so the shirt i got was like skin tight it was 
I was almost impossible to wear. Luckily, I wasn't like too out of shape back then. Wasn't wasn't the neck too big though, or something like that? No, neck. I think the neck was fine because the neck of the shirt fit me fine. Okay, but everywhere it was just else. The, everywhere else. I moved the buttons over like as far as they could be, and yeah. I was like, well, you know, I felt bad because I just spent seventy bucks on this thing, um, and I. Like, I, I always wear a tie with it, so you never would see how it was bulging at, at the shirt, at the button, mm-hmm. the placket, you know. And that was, like, my shirt for the longest time. But, yep. you know, Luxshire doesn't have any remake policy, at least from our way to remember. It's because it's, like, you asked for it. That way you're going to, you know, you're going to make it. Yeah, It's not blaming. literally, like, yeah, and it's, like, <laughs> Jesus. Yes, it's not yes, really, like, you know, like, like a bespoke suit where they make allowance in there. You know, it's not, like... You know how we at Asgard Chang, we always make like four shirts for somebody. We have one act as a fitting shirt and we always make it a little bit bigger. So people, you know, plus there's a fucking physical person measuring you. It's a real Mm -hmm. bespoke service, not some online shit, you know. And of course, people have gotten stellar things from Luxshire because. Yeah, like I got I got two or three shirts from Luxshire that I don't really wear anymore because I don't wear white shirts anymore. But I mean, they fit they fit well. Yeah. See, so I mean, there's you know, when you do it correctly. And I just, I did it incorrectly. And so that kind of turned me off to Luxshire pretty much forever. And also I was like 70 bucks and waiting four to five weeks for a shirt. didn't seem worth it to Mm -hmm. me. Um, And I, it was like that. I would, I would get along wearing my dad's seventies, eighties shirts, whatever that had long collars. Um, And then my one blue Oxford spear point until I found Natty shirts, which was on. But let me, let me get into let me yeah. get into my my things with uh, with Luxshire. Sure. So I've I've discovered them. I don't know my my junior year of high school, I believe. And the first two shirts I ordered was a just a plain poplin machine washable. That's how it was. That's how it was advertised. Um, detachable collar shirt. Uh, I was like, cool, I can wear it with a collar or I can wear it as a band collar. It's like a cool workwear thing. And then I got... Sure. Yeah. And then I got a weird choice, which was an Oxford, a white Oxford French cuff um, Spearpoint collar shirt. Because I wasn't like aware that at the time that fabrics could be more casual or whatever. <laughs> and I wore that thing all the time, and then uh, the next shirt I got was just a barrel cuff one of the same fabric because I was like, I want to wear this casually, and I was tired of rolling up my French cuff sleeves. Um, so, so I mean, basically, they... a lot of the same mistakes. We we both did the mistakes that most people get when they're first starting out. And, yeah, which is why guys starting out should not do custom clothing. No, and so I mean, I did body measurements. I think I had my dad measure me or something like okay. that. Oh, that was smart. And yeah, so I mean, it worked out pretty well for me. It I did get them slim fit. And they were I mean, they were slim. They were never uncomfortable, but I'm like now I like blousier shirts. Yeah. So I mean, they're hard they're hard to wear and again, I just don't wear white shirts anymore. So That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, at the time I think I was like kind of obnoxious and i was like why would you need to wear anything but a white shirt because i was like (laughs) i read something on fucking like art of manliness about how don draper only wears white shirts and i was like that's the way to do it and i want to fuck secretaries yep um yeah so that was yeah so that's our experience with luxshire they had like a i remember they had like a dedicated page just for spear point shirts like Mm -hmm. super vintage like they have the side gusset thing that only found on vintage shirts. yeah they're like pullover style like they offered like 
straight like European 1930s shirts that were super long with a pullover style. Yeah. I don't know exactly who made their collar, but from what I heard, and this could be wrong. If you know anything, feel free to message us. But um, for Natty shirts, which is a definitely the budget cheap option, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get to right now. Um, but I heard that they were designed by Matt Deckard. I think know. it was Luckshire that did. Oh, that Matt Deckard did. I don't. We we could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. But I remember distinctly one of these things. Some vintage person had like sent in, you know, their spear point collar or their desired spear point, spear point collar which is then what they used for future ones and this mm. is the one that i like the most like it's curved it's kind of pointy it has like a spread to it a little bit a little bit yeah um and you know it's not inaccurate you know there's a lot of, like, like in the blog post there's a lot of different examples of spear point collars um so i think i think um mark chevalier said that the natty one looks a lot more european than the than the luxire one that makes sense. I can see yeah. that. Yeah, because I think it's the the luxury one isn't is a little bit has more of a blunted edge to it compared mm-hmm. to the natty like the really pointy ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, natty. You know their their website kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> and remember, this podcast isn't sponsored. We can talk about we can talk, shit talk whatever we want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the website's kind of like it kind of feels like this like a discount. It it basically is. It's like a. Discount. I mean, it's like you can get them for thirty dollars. Basically, sh- yeah. Yeah, every shirt there is like twenty twenty nine ninety nine to like thirty nine ninety nine, and mm. then if you get three shirts, you get free shipping. You get free free shipping, and shipping's like fifteen twenty bucks or whatever. And then if you do five shirts, you get the sixth one for free, but then you just pay the twenty dollars for shipping. Yeah. So if you do the six, you basically get them for about thirty dollars each, mm-hmm. and that's how I amassed my large collection of Spear Point collars. Yeah. Um. I think with the with the way they operate is they buy like the last rolls of like whatever from like random mills, and then they just make those ones because if you go on like every couple of weeks, you'll notice that there's new shirts and there's shirts that you saw before that were not there anymore. Yeah. So it's like I think you got a chambray shirt from them. Like, oh sweet, I didn't get it at the time, but I was like, when it comes back, I'm gonna get that chambray, and it never has. So actually, they did come back with chambray. I got it in denim. Oh damn. And, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I made that, and, and uh, well, we'll talk about the issues now. So, um, what I did because I didn't want to repeat what the fuck happened with Luxshire is I made the the measurement super generous. I was conscious enough to be like, okay, I know that my neck measurement is correct. I know my shirt length measurement is correct. I know that my my arms are good. It was just the chest body area mm. that was bad. So I made it twenty inches, and I'm I'm typically I've always been like a thirty six short, thirty eight short, whatever. So I was like, okay, so my, my body's a 38. So I'm going to make all these shirts 40 inches from the chest, waist, and hips. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, perfect. That's, like, and it was great. Like, these shirts fit me completely. Um, they're blousy in the way that I like. Um, I'm not sure. Well, okay, so while I got that down, they definitely have some quality control issues. Um, so... There, I have one of the first shirts I got from them was a white broadcloth one because I got tired of wearing my dad's polyester shirt. Yep. Um, and there, I think I washed it, and then the threads shrank, like the sewing threads, and so like it kind of puckers all over. <laughs> um, it's still 100% cotton, but it kind of feels really cheap. Um, not like H and M cheap, but feels kind of like, I don't know. It just feels. The shirts weird. have no texture to them. Well, it also some... depends where you go because like. 
again, you don't. I don't know where each mill or which each fabric is sourced from. Mm-hmm. They say like the country, like these are Japan, these are Italy, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that what that means. Yeah, but like I have some shirts from them that feel really good, like like comparable to like the really like um, Ascot Chang's more affordable side like our dead stock fabric because the fabric could be dead stock could just be that old and mm-hmm. i have some shirts that just feel like men's warehouse cheapo shirts yeah and it's again it's just like it's really just luck of the draw of what you get i've had shirts that i got in once i got like i remember seeing a, a drake shirt a long time ago before i knew what drake's was and it had kind of like a bold stripe to it and i bought a shirt like that and I got it in, and it was like a one-ply fabric. Like, it was basically see-through. <laughs> like, it was just, it was awful. I couldn't wear it. It was so sheer and thin. And then they made the mistake of making all the shirts in this in this uh, order. They made all of the cuffs and collars fused. Yeah. So it was weird to see, like, such a stiff collared shirt on, like, such a sheer, delicate fabric. It just didn't work out, so I had to, like, junk it or give it away or whatever. And then some shirts also, like, they shrank in the collar. Um funnily enough i think all of my non interlined collar like basically all of my unlined shirts shrank at the collar but all my fused ones didn't and i don't know what that is all about i think it w- that's it what it's the there opposite. for that's what the that's what the inner line yeah is protects there for. you and yeah. so some of, and some of them have shrunk disproportionately to the rest of them like some of them i could still wear some of them were too small to wear you know it's it's not really recommended and you know, if you want to, you can try it. I mean, again, that's where a lot of my shirts are from. They've been going strong. And I say strong with quotation marks. I mean, they're still they're still here, like three mm-hmm. to four, almost four years later. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they're okay. <laughs> like I the mean, again, for, for about really $30 easily. per, it's hard to go wrong. Yeah, and they, they are custom. Like, you get to pick yeah. the size you want. You know, the level of closeness, like I always buy mine classic fit because I don't want any repeats of what happened to me with Luxshire. Mm-hmm. Um, I did try OCBDs with them, but they were they were OK. I mean, but they also those ones also shrank. so I never wear them. Um, and oh, there was like one more point I wanted to say about about Natty shirts. Uh, yeah, they're made in like <laughs> Iran or something. I don't know. They're made in somewhere weird, um, like Bangladesh, maybe or something. Um but, oh, yeah, so the Speedport Collar isn't a listed option um, on on their, like, selections. They have, like, you know, Club, OCBD, Spread, whatever, Point Collar, but they don't have Speedport. So what you have to do is you have to mention that in the extra requirements page when you're placing your order. And I always make the, I always make the uh, cautious move of emailing them. Again, I haven't ordered a shirt from them in two years, two, in, two or yeah. three years. Um, but that's basically what I did. And this is taken almost verbatim from the Fedora Lounge article, like their affiliate page where you can ask Natty about whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of like a weird workaround, but it worked for me every time. I never got the wrong caller. I always like I always made sure to write it down on the order form and email them saying, mm-hmm. hey, this is Ethan. This is my order number. I'll make sure that you guys know I want these all spear points three and a half four inches four and a half inches long i do have a four and a half inch shirt which it's is crazy. crazy the first I, time four, the first time you wore it i was wearing my nat my Luxshire spear point which i think is four inches and you were like look how much longer my collar is than yours yeah and it's <laughs> also so it's 
it's a four inch long contrast collar on like a yeah. Dobby stripe shirt. So it looks very dandy. Uh-huh. I'd was, still wear it with like a suit, you know. Did you um, wear that that was the shirt you were wearing in your Articles of Style or was that the Ralph Lauren yeah, one? Yeah, no. No, it's it's Articles of Style. Mhm. It's uh it's a fun shirt. Um, yeah. Still still in the closet. Nice. Um but yeah, so that's basically that's natty again, not not really recommended, but yeah. you know, if you've got nothing to do. I think I have I think I think I have 6 or 7 shirts from Natty. And uh, most of them are pretty good. The, my first batch I made the mistake of not specifying that I, I, w- I wanted my collars and cuffs unfused, which I got, but I did not specify the placket. And so I got a fused placket, unfused collar, which makes it just kind of sit really weird if you wear it open. Mm. The second one uh, went pretty well. The only thing is I requested, uh, you know, the pleats you see on your cuffs near the button. Yeah. I requested like micro pleats because that's what you would find on vintage shirts but they put it on the wrong side. And I don't know how that happened. It's like they literally just said, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, we'll and just put it on the wrong side of the cuff. Of the cuff. Other than that, they're great. I, I Like I said, I still I still wear them occasionally. They're not bad. But yeah, that was that was that was basically it. For oh yeah, they do a weird thing where if you ask for a like a like a flat pocket shirt, they like crisscross the pattern, and I'm assuming oh, yeah. because they don't care enough to make sure the pattern lines up, so they it's, just do it diagonally just so they can be like. It's a weird stylistic choice, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but there's yeah there's a bunch of different ways. I mean, I've seen a friend do like. Like kind of like a rockabilly sleeve where there's like three buttons on one cuff kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've got they my... are custom. I'm sure you can ask them. I got reverse box pleats on some of them for like an action back, which doesn't do much, but it's still interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's but... it's not bad for thirty dollars. Yeah, wait, I mean, that's wait for like sign up for their email list, and when they have a sale, get a couple shirts. Yeah, again, you know, your mileage may vary. Um, I don't. I think they probably don't pre-shrink their fabrics. Maybe that's probably why it shrinks so much. Mm, so maybe compensate for that or something. Um, but let's talk about my experience with Ascot Chang. Yep. So obviously nothing is going to compare to having the bespoke experience. Um, but it's it's something I really want to talk about because it's great and I think it makes the best shirts ever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you who know, already know, I work for Ascot Chang, a bespoke shirt company. And, you know, they, it's it's my first experience doing anything or being familiar with bespoke. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of my friends, you know, I guess menswear colleagues, you know, they have their experience with custom shirting. But this is literally like because L.A. doesn't have a lot of it. You know, this is my first real exposure to like picking out your fabrics picking your collars you know or designing them and um and yeah that, that whole custom cool bespoke experience and obviously they didn't have a spear point collar option so i knew going in that it wasn't gonna be as easy as just saying hey i want a spear point collar mm-hmm. because they don't they don't have one like they have they have the long point one but they didn't have they didn't have this one um, so the, it, w- it wasn't like Natty or Luxshire where they had that pre-existing model for the vintage community. Um, but what I found was we were trying to figure it out and they had a collar that was very similar to it, probably from like the 80s, 90s, because there are some 80s, 90s shirts that look like spear points just with a little bit of stylistic differences. 
And I yeah. basically chose that because I didn't send in my collar. I said, like, okay, why don't we, like, do something like that? And we kind of – we took a picture of my collar and said, like, okay, just make the best of both worlds and just, like, you know, I want this. I want, like, you know, a kind of a dramatic curve or whatever. Um, and it came in, and it was – I liked it. It's definitely different. Mm-hmm. It looks very like an American spear point collar. I know that some like Cody Wellema, the bespoke hat maker, says that he prefers my th- this iteration, the first iteration of my Ascot chain collar, because that's just what he prefers. He doesn't really like the kind of European dandy looking ones. He likes the straight ones. They look again. They look kind of more similar to what you see from the seventies, but again, a little bit more curve, more taper. Yeah. Um, and I got that so- in a. They were both linen, right? No, no. I got one in like a basket weave. The reason I say it's basket weave cotton is because it's it's not exactly Oxford because it's not in the Oxford part of the book um, that I bought it from. And then I got one in navy blue linen. And they both have a flap button pocket. And they have the uh, one of the white one has a monogram underneath the pocket. And mm-hmm. I like that one, but like Spencer says, I don't really wear white shirts very often. Um, and the blue but it's one a good is thing cool. To have. Yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, it's it's great. Um, that way you have it. <laughs> but the, and the navy blue one is nice. I also found out that I don't really like wearing linen shirts. I'd rather wear a linen sport coat. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, they were cool. I mean, they were you know every year the employees get to have like, you know, like, you know, like kind of like a suit supplier, Jake, where you get to pick out your stuff for the season or whatever. So we, we got two, sh- I got two shirts. Um, and they were, yeah, they're nice. I, again, I don't wear them very often. Um, my, my rationale was, okay. I probably will need a white shirt at some point And I already have the blue stripe one. I have two versions of that. I have a bunch of stripes and checks. I should get Mm -hmm. like a nice white one because my white one, like I said, from Natty, puckers because of the shrunken threads or whatever, or cheap construction, whatever you want to call it. So I got that. And the blue linen was, I I want like a, I want like a summer shirt and one I could wear like casually wear it open without a tie. And so I got that and they are nice and they sit there and I break them out like once in a blue moon. But I mean yeah. that blue, that the, the Navy one, it, I know you said you don't like wearing linen shirts, but that's a great summer shirt. Oh yeah. I mean, I probably will wear it this season. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, here's inspiration for me to do it or motivation, mm-hmm. I should say. And then the second iteration, which I made this past year, 2017, 18, 2018, 2019. Yep. Now. Um, I was like, you know what? I really like my natty shirts. I really want, I want that, at least a collar done in the Ascot Chang way. And again, when I first got the, the first batch of shirts, like I was blown away by like the construction by it. And the, like, it's just, it just feels so different. Like also feeling a shirt that like you could, you felt the fabric beforehand. So you know what mm-hmm. you're expecting or what you're going to get. And just like, it felt like a real, a real expensive shirt uh, you know and a really well-made one so by this time i was like super excited and i already was like already planning it for a long time and i got um oxford shirts 
because I started, you know, I was into this whole Ivy thing. I still am, obviously, and I was before. But, like, Oxford shirts tend to, like, break in really well over time. Like, I, Spencer and I both have vintage Brooks Brothers Oxfords yep. that are, like, the most comfortable shirt. So I was like, okay. Super I want, soft. Yeah, I want I want that. And we have, we have, you know, we partner with a lot of mills like Thomas Mason and Alumo. But I wanted, like, our vintage Deadstock one because I'm like, okay, obviously vintage is cool and it's, you know, a little bit more interesting. So I got... I guess I got two, I got a blue and a pink one mm-hmm. and I got it in the four inch spear point collar. And I had, I traced my natty collar and I, you know, I annotated it with measurements. Okay. Here, like it curves like this, you know, at the, at the lowest point, it's this length, you know, and this is the amount of spread or whatever. Yeah. And just through the picture, they were able to redo it. Like I didn't have to send in my shirt at all. Hmm. So it's a totally new collar for my pattern but it's perfect. It's un. It's you know, like I said, like everything is super soft. There's no fusing in it. Um, I kind of like how it kind of curls up at the edge because it's kind of it's super casual. It's able to be worn open, and it's it's even better. And I added the pleated patch pocket now instead of just a regular flap to kind of yeah, which looks it looks uh, very cool. Yeah, and they are literally like my favorite shirt now uh, because of how well made and how nice they are. Even though I've worn them a few times and washed them, I still reserve them for like fancier things. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to go that. somewhere, just because like I have my natty shirts, I don't want to wear them. I, I wear the natty ones every day, and if those fall apart, then I'll be okay. But I don't want the Ascot Chang ones to fall apart, mm-hmm. and they won't. They'll they'll last me a long time. I just you know, for you know when you like when you first get your car or whatever, you know you want to be careful. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, and because uh, you, you got one uh, that was uh, also the perfect Ethan shirt because it's blue striped, correct? Yes, yes, it is. It's and it's like, the yeah, same stripe. Yeah, as far as you know, it's the same stripe that uh, Bryceland's use. Or we're not supposed to say that. We could cut that part out. No, no, I can say it. Okay, uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm leaving this whole part in there. Um, yeah. No, it's it's the same fabric as far as I know, or it's it's mm. at least very similar. I think I saw them in person. It might not be. Um, but I mean, it, they, everyone has a blue striped shirt, and it's really, I you know, it's it's the perfect shirt. Um, we're not really talking about we're talking about spear points today, but I guess we're talking about shirts too. Yeah. Um, but it, it really is, it goes with everything. Yeah, it really goes with everything. I like you know the width is really good to work with a variety of different patterns. Uh, the width of the stripes I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, I haven't really worn my shirt casually yet, just because I don't wear it like you know, out as much as I'd like to, but they've been washed a few times. Um, it really feels nice to have a collar, a shirt collar that isn't too tight. Like it's kind of, it might be on like with bespoke shirts, they come in and they are made a little bit bigger in the neck because they're meant mm-hmm. to be shrunk down a little bit. Like even if they are pre shrunk, things will shrink over time a little bit. Um, the more and more you wash them and dry them. And so I think after a couple of washes, they're finally like my actual neck size now. So it's really good. It's really comfortable. Um, something that I'm not used to because <laughs> of my, because uh, all the natty shirts are either right, like they're perfect or they're slightly too small, but I wear them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing compares to Ascot Chang. And now if you guys want to, and you guys, you know, are in the market for bespoke spirit point collar shirts, you can just go into a store and say, Hey, I want, I want Ethan Wong's one. And then I'll, either they'll email me or I'll, you know, you can tell me what your order is and I'll just, I'll email our Hong Kong team to be like, hey, they want, like, just use the one for my, my pattern. There you go. And that might be the closest we get to use code Ethan at checkout or something. Yep. 
Um, but I mean, they're they're really cool. And like like we said way at the beginning of this episode, bespoke or custom is really the only way to go to get a spear point collar. Mm-hmm. I because I mean you can't you can find vintage, but usually they're either going to be really boring, as in just like oh maybe you'll find like a plain white one. They're going to be really beat up or. This is most often I find tiny, like really small, like 13 and a half inch neck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we, we, uh, we have a friend who owns a film costuming warehouse and most, almost all the spear points in that warehouse are for like children, like 14 inch necks. Mm-hmm. Could be just because, you know, if they're worn for costumes, they're washed a lot. So over time they just get smaller and smaller. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I've been lucky enough to have at least four in my wardrobe that I just didn't wear as much anymore. I mean, at least two of them, uh, I should say, and so they're mm-hmm. gonna go off to new owners um, at, at vintage stores. Um, but I mean, yeah, like like I said, they're they're a really cool shirt. Um, yeah. they're really different. You know, it kind of fits in with my whole aesthetic of kind of updated vintage or whatever. And like I said, like, I don't really care for period accuracy anymore, even though that's why I liked it, because it was like, oh, I like this that. This is the shirt they wore in the 30s. It's yeah. cool. But now it's like, oh, I want that vibe, but I, I want to wear it with, like, my soft-shouldered suits. I want to wear it with my ivy sack suits, with my yeah. with my jeans even, you know? Like, so it's become literally my trademark shirt that a couple of friends, especially, like, our friend Andy, uh, has really been inspired by and has hoped to uh, find ways to kind of achieve the same look yeah know. and we should uh we should talk about other brands that are doing something like this spear point oh, yeah. uh and speaking of speaking of our friend andy he recently let us know that several uh vietnamese tailors uh, offer something uh pretty close to the classic spear point collar oh yeah you can see all the pictures and everything and basically almost everything we talk about on the blog post mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean like we said edward sexton does kind of one very similar um uh, Jared Aquaro for that article that we talked about earlier, the, his own article on a oh, poor man's millions. I couldn't find pictures of it, but I know his bespoke tailor is 100 hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally have never used them. Obviously I'm, I'm probably never going to because I work for Ascot Chang and I like my Ascot Chang shirts. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, if you're near one or wherever the hell they are, I think they're like in Stockholm. I don't know where they are, but you know, they have it there. Um, Drake's has theirs and I have definitely yeah, worn I was my say you shirt. Have one. I have, yeah, I have theirs. It's kind of more like a point collar combined with a spread collar. Well, cause um, as far as I can tell, it's their button down collar minus the buttons. And I told you that. Yeah. I remember, I think Bruce Boyer said something like that where he, I think, yeah, I forgot where it was exactly, but I remember Bruce Boyer writing something and saying that. There's like a new shirt. It's like the OCBD, but without the button, without the buttons. And it's kind of like that. Cause if you look in the OCBD, it, you know, it curves outward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just don't have the buttons to keep it, to give it the roll. Cause you know, the buttons are kind of placed kind of high. And so like when you button it down, like the conflict between the long length, of the collar and like the, the shorter placement of the button will give you that roll. Yeah. Um, but you don't have that. With, with these collars and you know with drakes i'm not sure if it's the same shirt i haven't compared the two but they look very similar you know i'm, I'm talking about their point collar and their ocbd um but do they have a version of it now uh, i have worn mine with a collar bar or i've tried to it doesn't 
it, it works, but it's it feels like I'm fight. It's like fighting gravity a little bit, <laughs> just because it's it has a lot of spread to it, in compared to like a regular spear point. Um, but yeah, that's that's another option. Yep. Is there any other options? I don't really think there are. Uh, I think we basically talked about everything that's mentioned in the article. Yeah, I mean, if you have your own bespoke tailor, I'm sure they could do it. You know, based on pictures. Yeah, if they're really good. It's Again, like a barber, Viet- just show them a picture. Yeah, like I mean, like Spencer said, the Vietnamese tailors who wear in general, we gotta we gotta talk about Vietnam in a, in a future episode because they're mm-hmm. really having like a resurgence in classic menswear, vintage tailoring. Yeah, and Andy says they all read the blog, which is a very, very, very cool thing to hear. Yeah, um, sure is. But they do, they do spear point collars, and one one guy in particular does it, and he wears it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you have your own tailor who can do it, I'm sure they could do it. Um, and if not, one of the you know, Ascot Chang will be happy to serve you. <laughs> if, you know, is that your motto? Yeah, that's my motto for him. Okay. And uh, use e- the, use code Ethan at checkout <laughs> for ten percent off your stamps. Yeah, can't get you discount on scale. shirts though, but I can. Uh, yeah. You can use my my shirt pattern uh, uh-huh. for your collars. Well, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good wrap up of our spear point thing. Um, yeah, I think uh, let's just let's just talk about how good the episode was. Yeah. <laughs> good job. We both did a great job. Very very good 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 stuff Mm -hmm. um as always you guys can read the article on spear point collars on the blog street expressa.wordpress.com um also feel please give us a rating uh with on soundcloud or or apple Podcasts, whichever one you want apple Podcasts is probably better it's probably better but as i've (laughs) seen people also listen to it on on soundcloud so that's kind of why not yeah yeah so, you know, wherever wherever you want, you know, and just if you want to give us feedback or, or content that you really are looking for, feel free to follow us at Style and Direction. That's and, I'm, A-N-D, yep. on, uh, on Instagram, or you can do styleanddirection at gmail.com. Yeah, send us questions. Uh, we check it occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> we, if yeah. we got questions, we check it more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you yeah. can follow me at Ethan M. Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO. This is all Instagram. Um, yep. Because we don't use MySpace anymore. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Again, that's going to be it. Yeah, that's going to be it. Hey, again. I'm getting a call for my work, so you do the uh, the end by yourself. Be right okay. back. Okay. Yeah. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Time to play the outro. Bye-bye.